who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal and will heal their land. This time I'd like to go to God in prayer. And Joe Murphy, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Amen. Maybe see that. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. What is revival? Revivals throughout the years have changed in definition to a lot of folks, haven't they? I remember when I was young, being a preacher's kid like I was, my mom and dad, we lived in a parsonage and lived all over the state of Kentucky. And we would always, revival time meant that an evangelist was going to come and live in our house. And do you know what live in our house meant? That meant that I didn't have a bed for a week. I got to sleep out on the couch. But I got to meet all the evangelists and all of those type of things. And revivals back in the day, everybody went to revival, didn't they? That was a big thing. Most churches that you see today, probably even part of this church like it was, most churches back then was started from a revival where folks saw the need in the community. They saw that a church was needed and things happened. My grandpa used to tell me about when he was younger that if a farmer was out plowing a field and it was revival time, guess what they did? They stopped plowing and they went to church. Revival is a very important part. I believe we can all agree today that our world needs a revival. Amen? I believe today our church needs a revival. Amen? And you know what else? I believe I need a revival. Revival time is something that we need to experience here today. We need to have that revival in our world. I believe today that our church, ourselves, and all around about us, we need that revival to come into our world. People say, well, preacher, times have changed. You know, there's not, not every church anymore has revivals anymore. They don't have them. I remember when I was young, revivals would last at least a week, maybe longer. Get this. When I would go to Ruggles Camp, we had church at, in the morning, and a preacher preached and had singing at 10 o'clock. And then we went back at night at 7 o'clock for another one. I've even heard about them letting out school and going to churches when they were having revival. Well, today, I believe that the world definitely needs revival. When you hear about all the things that, that's going on in the world, we've allowed them to come into our society, and they took away our reading our Bibles at school and praying at school, and we're seeing more and more of God being thrown out and drifted away from what really needs to take place. You drive around any small town, and you'll see a courthouse. In most places, you're going to see what? A church. Because in the old days, you used to think that the church was just as important as the courthouse. And people believed that was the center part of the church. But now we see churches closing, churches not having anybody coming to those churches Anymore, a few years ago, I went to a church closing. And you want to talk about something that's the most saddest thing you could ever imagine is seeing a church close. In society today, do we need a revival? 
Well, listen to these stats. Today, 27 million children will go to bed tonight without a father in the home. Every 22 seconds, there's a major crime committed. Every 34 minutes, there's a murder. 250,000 high school girls attend school every day pregnant. One million teenagers are alcoholics. Does that stats scare you a little bit? Well, it does me. Does me. It tells me that Lord knows we need that revival, don't we? Because look at what it says over in Galatians 6, 7. Now, this is a, a powerful scripture. Listen to these words. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. Today, folks, I believe we're seeing some of the things that we've sowed come to true in this world, haven't we? That we are slowly but surely drifting away from God and we're not listening and talking to God and understanding what God wants from us in our lives. So what is revival? We know when our revival is. We know it starts next Sunday. Hopefully you've already been praying and thinking about that and making plans to be a part of, of our revival. But what is revival? How does it happen? I believe revival is more than just a few nights, isn't it? A revival should be something that goes on when? Every day. You need to have that revival in your heart and in your life. Because the scripture says there for, to us that for us to have that revival, we first of all, if my people which are called by my name. What does that say? Revival is for us, isn't it? We need revival. I know for sure one thing, and you know this as well. When you turn your heart and life over to Jesus Christ, you become a Christian, which you know now, as Debbie did such a great job sharing this morning, you're going to be able to have a homecoming in the skies one of these days. Amen? You know that you're saved, and you know that that's going to be the place that you go. But I believe sometimes we as Christians, we drift away from God, don't we? We're not as strong as we should be. We don't stand up for what we should stand up for. We lose our testimony. We lose that fire that's inside of us. As Christians, we need that revival. It is easy for us to say that we're a Christian, but Lord knows sometimes it's very hard to live that way, isn't it? It's very hard in this society that we live in today to have that Christian walk with God. What is revival to you? How can you receive that revival in your heart or in your life? Would you be surprised today to say and tell somebody today, would you be surprised if some folks looked at your life and didn't even know you're a Christian by the way you live, by the what words that come out of your mouth, by the actions in your life? Hopefully during this revival, if my people, praise be to God today, if you're a child of God, you are one of His people, right? You are His people. If my people will humble themselves, Humble themselves. What does that say to you? That means that you have to take full inventory of your life, doesn't it? You have to say, God, I'm ready for this revival. God, I'm willing to accept this revival. God, I not only want it to be a revival for me, but I want a revival for my church. I want a revival for folks in our community that are lost, folks that need something special. So first of all, as a Christian, we have to be willing to say to ourselves, we want this revival 
for ourselves. It also says, text, text tell, tells us that we have to pray and seek God's face. Pray and seek God's face. I believe as Christians, one of the biggest ingredients of that Christian walk is your prayer time. Amen? Because you know what? Hope you can say a bigger amen on this one. I believe prayer changes things. Amen? That's your talking to God. This past week, she and I went camping. Boy, it was good weather. Everything was going so good. Everything was great. Like Joe Goodman used to say, there wasn't a ripple in the water. It was just nice and smooth, nice and cool days, nice and chilly nights. And we had campfires and all these type of things. But you always know the old devil's going to throw a wrench into something, right? The devil don't want you to be happy too long. He wants you to experience something. Well, we went out to eat one day. And we locked up our camper. You know, I don't know if we need to lock it or not, but you never know. So Sheila locked up the camper, and we went out to eat. We came back home. We went in and out of the door, and everything was fine. Sheila had all the keys, and since I retired, I don't carry a wallet anymore. I, <laughs> I don't carry keys anymore. I don't have anything anymore. She takes care of all of it. Well, all of our, all of our worldly possessions was inside of the camper, everything that we had. We'd had all of our keys to our vehicles, all of our money, all of our credit cards, everything was inside of the camper, everything was. So we went outside, and I was getting ready to start at the fire, and Sheila says, I'm going to go in and get something. She walked up there and pulled on the door, and guess what? Door locked, which also meant no what? No keys. <laughs> They're in the camper. No way of getting and talk to anybody because, as you know now, I just laid my cell phone down. It was in the house, too, inside the camper. So she looks at me, and I look at her, and she says, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, one of the things that I've, I've figured out about God is God wants us to pray to him about the big things and the little things, right? And he also wants us to pray about things that seem impossible because we as Christians realize that all things are what? Possible with that prayer you ask to God and God gives you that understanding. And we were both getting a little excited. If you had a blood pressure cuff there, you know, the doctor probably would have increased my blood pressure medicine uh, for a little bit there. And Sheila had that worried look. Y'all know that worried look that you get where you just don't know what you're going to do. And we, I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, honey, this is, let's just turn it over to God. And I prayed. I said, God, I don't want to break the window. I don't want to have to tear up the door. God, what do I need to do? And so we prayed and I decided I'd walk around behind the camper. And I looked up and over top of the window, one of our little windows, I'm going to tell you how you can break into the preacher's camper. Are you ready? Right over top of there is about six or seven screws. I took those off, got it down. Thanks, God. Praise be to God. I took the ladder with me. I got on the ladder, and Sheila finally got to do what she's always wanted to do. She got to push me through a window, <laughs> and we opened up the camper door. You might say, well, preacher, that's silly. Well, yeah, it was a little silly. I guarantee you we're not getting locked out again because we're going to have keys everywhere. 
for that camper when we go, we go camping next time. But I believe sometimes we as Christians forget about the power of prayer, don't we? That we need to seek God's face no matter what that is. We need to be praying to God and asking God and truly believing. I believe so often we pray and we just think it's just those words that we throw out there. And we're really not for sure that God's going to answer them. We're just throwing them out there to see if they stick on the wall, right? As Christians, we need to say to ourselves, Lord, I, I'm going to humbly pray. I believe as Christians, you should talk to God every day. Amen? Good or bad. Whatever's happening in your life. But as we get closer to revival, I believe that should be your prayer every day, shouldn't it? About revival. God, what do you want from me? I want to seek your face, God. I want to see you. I want to feel your presence in my life. I want to be there. You see, when Sheila and I was in the campground, we like going camping during the week. Because you know why? There's nobody else there. It's just us. That's just pretty much all that's in that big, gigantic campground. Also makes a difference when you need help. Because guess what? Nobody else there. So basically, it's me and Sheila and God, right? Well, I tell you what, when you've got God on your side, I don't believe you need anybody else around, do you? Because God's going to send somebody if he needs to, or God's going to give you the answer himself. As Christians, we seek God's face, and we ask God to, to be there with us and have that communication with God. Have a little talk. One of my favorite songs, we sing, uh, sing it a lot here at church as well. Have a little talk with Jesus, right? Because why? He'll make it right. He will give you what you need in your life. It is so wonderful to feel the prayer of somebody, isn't it? When Sheila and I went through our ordeal, and you've been through that path before, when you heard somebody say, it's wonderful to hear somebody say these words to you. I'll be praying for you. I will be praying for you. That means to you that they're going to take time to pray and talk to who? To God on your behalf. And you're, they're talking to God, asking God to deliver you and take care of you. So humble yourself and pray and talk to God. It also says, turn from their wicked ways. You think there's any wicked ways in the world today, folks, it's all around us, isn't it? What is revival? Well, I believe revival is a time where we as Christians say to ourselves, we are going to stand for what is right, right? We're going to listen to God. We are going to do it God's way. And we are going to do our very best to get the wickedness of the world away. Today, I believe we can all agree that we definitely need more of God in the world than we need of the devil in the world, but it seems like the old devil's running pretty rampant right now, doesn't it? And things are happening and things are going downhill, but I still believe that God has a plan there, doesn't he? Maybe it starts with a revival. Maybe it starts with us here at Bethlehem Church saying to ourselves, you know what, we're going to have an evangelist, and I know our preachers are going to be outstanding I know our singers are going to be outstanding, but I believe as Christians, we have to turn away from our wicked ways before we can have revival. 
and we make that decision that day and we pray and we ask God. My dad always said, now this is an old school saying here, evangelist is not going to bring the revival in his briefcase. Anybody remember a briefcase? That's what my dad would say. What does that mean? My dad meant to say there that evangelist is just not going to come in here and throw revival on us and we're going to be able to accept it. We as a church have to be prepared and ready for that. What, what do you say for that? Well, we have to say to ourselves, Preacher, I'm going to be here at Revival. I'm going to be prayed up. I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to make excuses. I'm going to be at church, and that place is where I'm going to hear the Word of God preach, and I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to feel His presence. What is Revival? Hopefully, we as a church are ready for one. I'm ready for one. I love hearing other preachers preach. I love being preached to. I love hearing preach. I don't know what I'm going to preach. I don't know how long somebody's going to preach or how short they're going to preach. Or I've not told them what to preach on. I've not told them what our theme is to revival. We don't have a theme to revival. All we're doing is having a revival to revive us as Christians, right? What is that revival in your heart? What do you need? What do you need to receive? Well, we said earlier that revival is not only a certain dates that we're going to have in a week or so, but revival is when? Every day. So what do you need to revive from today? What are you experiencing in your life today that you need to turn over to God? Don't allow those things that weigh you down. We was talking about it this morning during Sunday school those things that you hold on to and those weights that you have in your life, don't allow that to continue on every day in your life. Turn those over to God and have a little talk with Jesus, right? And hear what God has in store for you in your heart and in your life. Hope you listen to God this morning and do His will. We have our closing song. Lord.